And we are back on the KYMN Morning Show. We do have a couple of special guests joining us now from Laura Baker Services Association, LPSA. We have the Executive Director, Sandy Gertis. Good morning, Sandy. Thank you so much for coming in. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. And you brought in one of uh, your new personnel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Larson is with us. Uh, good morning, J.R. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to talk about you in just a moment or so. We'll get to you. But I want to, uh, a couple of things with Sandy. First of all, it's um, Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month. And, of course, LBSA offers a wide variety of services for the peop- uh, for people who are developmentally uh, disabled. Uh, start about off about the Awareness Month. Um, you know, we, we get these for a lot of different things. It's awareness this, awareness that. They're all very important, though. It gives you a time to just focus on, on uh, some of the issues that uh, people within our, our society uh, uh, are facing right now. Right. Uh, yes. And um, I think the, this is an opportunity to highlight people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their space in the community and encourage people to see them as valued members of community, um, looking at what do they have to offer to us as a community, uh, thinking about things like they can be valued workers and um, they can be valued friends and um, all of those sorts of things. And then what do they need to live the lives that they choose? Um, and so how can we highlight some of the needs that that we have as a community and talk about how we do that. And some of the issues that we have in society right now, especially coming off uh, the back end of, of COVID, uh, are staffing issues. And it's not just for, well, it's for everyone. Right. But it seems like uh, it's especially hit hard in uh, the healthcare community and, and uh, uh, you know, the need for uh, people who are trained uh, in certain areas and some people that will get some training in certain areas. Right, yes. How's it been for you? It's, it's been a real challenge. And we we um, reached kind of our low in staffing in the fall of 2020. And we've come up a little bit, but we, do, but we still are limiting the number of people that we can serve um, because we don't have enough staff. So one of, the, one of our asks is if, the, if you're somebody who's looking for work or you think you might be interested is we'd love to have you come join us as a staff member. Um, it's something that we need we probably need 13 to 14 full-time positions to get back to where we were before and are they a variety of positions Uh, mostly direct support but in a variety of of situations Mm -hmm. so all right i know another thing you're probably going to keep your eye on is the the state legislator uh, legislature this year especially when we have a 10 billion dollar budget surplus everyone is keeping their eyes on i think the legislature this year but are there certain things or have you have you done some lobbying are there some bills you're you're watching uh, tell us what's going on governmentally yeah, we we are asking for the legislature um to fill so we get funded mostly by medicaid and it covers about 60% of our costs. And so we're really asking the legislature to fill that gap and um, to um, fund us at 100% of our costs because we can't charge other people for those kind of things. And so that's one of the of our asks. Um, and um, that's our main ask is... And, you know, I've talked to our legislators and, and everybody, it seems like uh, it's, uh, you know, a no-brainer. Yeah, we, we need to do this. But actually... Getting them together to decide on a package seems to be a little more difficult than uh, than, it, than it would seem. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> it seems a little challenging, and, mm-hmm. and I would agree that it it seems like it should be a no brainer. But um, what we have found in the past is that um, 
funds for people who are elderly and um, other sorts of disabilities come through, but often we're left off um, at the at the last minute. And so we're really trying to um, make sure that legislators understand that our folks um, depend on them to um, ensure we're fully funded and that we're able to provide the support that we need. We really need a um, a 30% increase in our rates in order to be competitive with wages that are you know, around us with Target and Quick Trip and all of those kind of things. So, And that brings us from 13 to $17 an hour. 30% sounds really big, but um, it really is um, a pretty common wage now is somewhere between 15 and $17 an hour. Yeah, the uh, the competition for uh, people within the uh, job pool is pretty intense right, right now, right now. What are are there other issues uh, that you'd like people to be aware of in uh, the uh, operating of uh, Laura Baker Services? Well, th- those are really our critical issues right now: our staffing and and funding. Um, and then what we're trying to do um, as we look at how we provide services is if we're limited in the number of people we can serve in our settings, how can we expand our services um, to meet needs that are still in the community? And so a few months ago, we talked about our family navigation service, um, and we were launching that. We're also looking at launching a service called housing stabilization and another one for behavioral support services. And that's really why JR has joined us. Um, He is assisting us with getting those programs programs off the ground and they really are designed to support people where they're living now and and kind of bridge that gap so all right let's move things over to jr right now jr larson is with us part of laura baker services association what is your i guess official title jr uh director of business development all right uh give us a little background on yourself where did you come from how long have you been here are you a northfield native or minnesota native or Great question. I uh, I actually am a Minnesota native. I grew up in South Minneapolis, uh, somewhere near Lake Nokomis. I'm sure most people are familiar with that area a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I've lived in Minnesota most of my life. Um, and I came down to the Northfield area in 2006 uh, for a couple reasons. I have two sons. Uh, one of them is on the autism spectrum. And the other one is a, a, a very athletic young man who, who enjoyed uh, the sports availabilities at Northfield High School. So uh, we've been here for quite a while now. And I met Sandy fairly early on, and uh, she was helpful in terms of our family and the support we needed for my younger son on the spectrum. And we just got to know everybody here, and we loved it. And the schools were everything they were advertised to be. It was just a great community. Um, But my career has always been in the corporate sector, a lot of travel, business development, sales, traveling all around the country. And I'm one of that you know, part of the generation that's stepping back and saying, hey, I'm looking for something different in my life. And I talked to Sandy back toward the end of last year and she said hey I, I might have something for you and three or four weeks later she said hey I got a proposal for you and it, it was just a, kind of a dream come true because I'd never really thought too much about um, the going into a nonprofit setting I always kind of had it in the back of my head but when she described it's here in Northfield a community that I've grown to, to love and care about it's helping intellectually and developmentally disabled individuals which I, I have a son and, and I've gone through some of the challenges we're trying to help people um, with in terms of 
um, transitions in life, learning about programs, learning about services. That's that's what the family navigation is all about, is is taking a family that is frustrated maybe, doesn't know where to turn. Um, sure, there's websites, and, and I don't know if anyone else on here has the experience. You go on a website and it has all the information, but getting to it all and digging through and navigating your way to find it is difficult and frustrating. Um, and you only have so much time when you're raising a family too. So having somebody on your side who you know would be with Laura Baker, your own personal navigator, I thought could be a great idea and, and decided to say yes to Sandy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, now you have to learn how to navigate yeah. all those things. You know, whenever, you, whenever you're really you're dealing with an agency that is regulated by the government and funded in part by uh, certain agencies within the government, there's going to be a bit of a bureaucracy. And as a parent or a loved one trying to get involved through that, mm-hmm. oh, that I my head is swimming just thinking about <laughs> how that goes. Have you been able to uh, you know learn that navigation system and explain it to people yet? Well, it, my my job is actually not to explain the navigation system. The people mm-hmm. I'm dealing with, I'm trying to get the word out. Uh, we last week we attended the Minnesota Social Services Association meeting. It's it's the people that um, are in connection with the families. They're social service workers. They're case managers. Um, I met with Cheryl Hall, the um, you know head of special education for Northfield School District yesterday, um, talking to um, other individuals in the community that can get the word out and be a referral source for the program is kind of what I'm doing. Um, we actually have, have another person, uh, Sam Gershman, who is our, our lead navigator right now, and he's the one that has to know actually all of the navigation pieces. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that when it came to my family, my wife did a lot of the heavy lifting when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on the road. I would you know be there for support and to talk through what do we need to do next, how do we do this. But, again, there's that's, that's the challenge, right? And a lot of families are too income to make ends meet now. Um, I don't know what we'd have done if if she had a full-time career job rather than staying home taking care of our son and working uh, part-time here in town so mm-hmm. uh let's talk about some of the other aspects of yeah. your job what are you working on uh now well, I'm working on, on that part, that networking, getting people okay. involved in family navigation. Uh, we're starting to look at how do we um, promote this new um, housing stabilization uh, program that we, we're developing. That's going to be a little more localized. The family navigation service, we believe, you know, through COVID, everyone's learning to do things more remotely. Sandy talked about kind of expanding beyond the uh, Northfield and the Rice County area. So that's what we're doing there. So reaching out statewide, uh, the housing stabilization, and we're still kind of in the uh, formation of the behavioral intervention service that we're going to be launching as well. And the kind of cool thing about it is all of those services are going to be somewhat related and and deal with some of the same uh, families and some of the same uh, people we need to be aware that, hey, we've got something here that can really be helpful to families in your community. Wow. Expanding those services. That just seems like such an important and, and essential and vital detail. I guess it's more than just a detail, but boy, that uh, can you speak to the importance of that, of, of identifying needs within the uh, community that you serve and, and trying to fill those needs? Um, yeah, I think it, it's really important for us to um, figure out ways that we can um, supplement our own income. And so these are all services that we're hoping will we'll, um, give back to the to our um, sort of core programs or our, our um, legacy programs, um, but also speak to the needs. I have for several years met with families on a, on a semi-regular basis and just said, 
what are you looking for? What do you need? What do you what do you vision, envision the future to be like, and how can we help you with that? And these are all things that have come from from those conversations with families, um, where they've said this is this is what we really need to to be successful. So all right. um, it's it's really important. And, and one of the really interesting things we found at these uh, social services association meeting was it we're not just talking young children; we're talking about adults, young adults, in those transitions from now they you know they go from high school. There's a great program, the Step program for transitions but after that how do we take care of our child and in in again on a personal note in our case eventually you know we're going to have to have someone else take care of our son right now he still lives at home with us as an adult but people need help with all of those transitions so it's not just young children that are first learning that there's a disability in the family and they're going to have to learn how to adapt to that Um, it's also people at various stages in life that are going to need those kind of services Mm -hmm. all right before we let you go i want to talk about a a celebration uh that you'll be having i probably all year long 125 years of service to the community wow it seems like yesterday we were had you in here to talk about the 100th anniversary <laughs> but 125 that really says something about uh the the i guess the quality of uh leadership that they've had throughout those 125 years and yeah including yourself sandy i know <laughs> i'll let you blush a little bit at that one but 125 years some, something to be proud of it is and and I think that as we have gone through the challenges of the last few years, um, when we look at how do we keep moving forward, some of that is resting on the fact that um, our our predecessors lived through the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic and um, through two world wars and, and um, managed to maintain. And so I think that we can stand on the shoulders of those who went before us and um, it gives us hope that we can figure out the solutions for the future. So we're delighted to be able to celebrate those. Yeah, that. yeah. And I also want to add that uh, you have been, uh, you have benefited from having a board like uh, as qualified and as caring and as passionate, no matter who is on it for all those years. Your board of directors has always been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, anything else we should know? I not today, I don't think. Okay, is there going to be a 125th party? We we are looking at doing something this summer, so there's more coming on that. All so, right. Yeah. Well, you're always welcome back here to talk about it. All right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Sandy, JR, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. That is uh, Sandy Gertis, the Executive Director of Laura Baker Services Association, along with uh, J.R. Larson, who is the uh, Business Development Director. Did I get that right? All right, J.R., thanks for coming in. We're going to take a break. We've got uh, Rich coming back in in a minute or two with a look at local news.